Before we begin today's show, you all know about some of the greatest NBA duos, Scotty and Michael, Kobe and Shaq, LeBron and Wade, just a few that are undeniably the real deal. What you need to do is draft a state farm agent to your team and help to combine to create the ultimate duo, home and auto insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we all know there's a lot going on in the world right now. And for many of us, we try picking ourselves up with retail therapy and shopping online. Luckily, I've noticed AT&T started doing two really helpful things for those who want to buy a new phone or device online. They're offering fast, free, no-contact delivery and curbside pickup so that online shopping is as simple and safe as possible. On top of all that, they've got a flexible return policy so you can shop at ease. You can visit att.com to learn how to shop online from the safety of your home 24-7. Subject to change and restrictions apply. And one more thing. Basketball is coming back, but we've still got a bit of time to wait before that happens. But we do have a sport that's back this weekend. That's mixed martial arts. UFC 250 happens this Saturday night in Las Vegas. And if you want to get yourself educated for a live sporting event that maybe you aren't too familiar with, Ariel Helwani, who, by the way, is a huge basketball fan, has you covered with his podcast, Ariel Helwani's MMA Show, that you can find wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA and we have a lot of NBA to talk about with Jackie McMullen, who is joining us from Boston, where she did the car wash from her home studio, which she already regrets having installed. I mean, loves having installed. She can be available 24-7. Jackie. It's delightful. Just delightful to be available all this time. I'm happy to have a job. Happy to have a job. Me too. And joining us from Lean Cuisine Pizza Central in Dallas, Texas, is Tim Ban McMahon. Are you still eating those Lean Cuisine pizzas every damn day? I've, I've got, well, not every day. I've, I've got a bear freezer right now, I hate to say. So it's, uh, I ordered Chinese last night and I got enough to have, uh, dinner for last night and tonight. So that's, that's the way that we'll roll there. Mm. Thanks for the update. Um, all right. So today was a significant day. We're recording this Thursday afternoon. We, we waited. Uh, we, we took a day late. Um, thanks for waiting with us as we, um, waited for the vote to come through. Um, the vote wasn't that big of a surprise. We knew that this was going to get passed, although Portland voted against it. Apparently they didn't like the, um, didn't like the format, but we'll deal with that at a later time. Um, so Jackie, we're, we're, the NBA is back. We're going to have to wait seven weeks for it. Right. As everything gets lined up. There's a couple of layers of things that have to happen, and we'll know a lot more next week when the NBA puts its testing protocol out. But, um, Jackie, are you excited? Do you think NBA fans, uh, are you share their excitement? Uh, well, I'm excited because I love basketball, but I thought – I just feel a, a little bit like we put the cart before the horse because – the whole reason the NBA was halted so abruptly was because of a an unprecedented pandemic that we were also concerned about for the health and safety of our nation, our world, not just the NBA players. And so the concept was that we would not resume play. We meaning just collectively uh, that people would not resume playing until we had a sense of how it could be done safely. Now I'm sure this, 
the NBA has a plan of how that can be done safely, but we, we still don't know it yet. I mean, we got schedules and how many teams are in and all of that, but it just felt it. I mean, I don't know if it felt odd to anybody else. That just was odd to me a little bit. Well, um, they have been working on this, this protocol, what they, what they would deal. They've been working on it in various stages for three months. Right. So, um, but that's not something that was voted on, you know. They exactly. Voted on, they right. Voted on. They voted on the the structure of the league. They didn't vote on the the medical aspect of it. Um, so you're making you're making my point for me. I just find it interesting. Well, um, I'll tell you one thing. One of the things that if I were an NBA player, I would want to know. I mean, you you got to do what you got to do. But there's a couple of different ways you can get a coronavirus test. Um, the most common one is the nasal swab where they go way up your nose. Um, I would not want to have that 90 consecutive days. Uh, no. I, think gonna, I think they're going to get tested every day. Um, and I don't think they are. I think there's going to be a different type of test. Having said that, I'd like to know what that test is and how reliable that test is. But um, I, we're going to have to wait on that. And, and, and Jackie, it's not their, it's not their, they haven't, they haven't skimped on it. Oh, I'm but not I, suggesting they have, yeah. but, but the whole idea was we will not return until we are certain that our players are going to be completely and totally safe. We're going to do the best of our ability, but, but, but they're not certain and they're not going to be certain. Well, and they can't be right. I understand that even, but all I'm saying is that. I would have thought if they were ready to announce that they were back, we would have this in place. And I, and I know they're working on it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not even saying they're irresponsible. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, how's it going to work? Well, and, and let's be honest. They waited as late as they possibly could. It, it got to a point where there has to be a plan in place or this end of the season is just not happening. And I, you know, I, I guess True. you can always back out of a plan, but if you don't have a plan in place now, it's just not going to happen. So, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, Jackie, but at the same time, you know, like I said, you can you can call it off, but you can't, you know, if you don't have a plan in place, you know, you can't last minute say, okay, well, the, we finally have the numbers. So, and I'll be honest, I think that it is going to be a much safer environment inside this bubble than it is anywhere else in the country right now. Certainly any other, you know, urban area, any other NBA market. Um, now, does that mean that it's going to be totally safe to, to play the rest of the season? I, I don't think you can say that with absolute certainty, but I'd feel more comfortable inside that bubble than I would go into my, uh, to my grocery store right now. Do you have masks on in Texas? Do people, are they still well, wearing masks? I do. I would say when I go to the grocery store, I honestly would say it's about 30% people wearing masks. Wow. See, it's 100% and, here in Massachusetts. 100%. Yeah, well, we, we've got a lot of idiots in Texas. Um, so, well, our, so, and our numbers are worse. We're, our numbers have been worse from the start, you know. Well, speaking I, of I, numbers, now. speaking of numbers, Florida the last two days, meaning Wednesday. I mean, their numbers were reported Wednesday and Thursday. I guess those are Tuesdays and Wednesdays numbers. They're two highest today in Florida for over fourteen hundred new cases, the highest number in uh, since they've been tracking them. Well, and so, you wonder why? You wonder why? 
because they opened up too soon. Well, there's a lot of things happening in the country right now. But I, right. What, what, here's what I'm going to say. Um, the NBA has made the decision. Like you, That's litigating backwards. They made the decision that they're going to accept that risk. Um, they made the decision that, th- that they were not going to worry about the public relations of using tests and that they were not going to they, – that they were willing to accept some risk of infection. And so – they go forward. I think. I think what's going to be interesting is the details, and we'll talk about the details of what's going to happen um, with the games here in a minute. The details of their living arrangements. Now, there are. Uh, I am not a Disney expert, and maybe some of the folks who listen to this podcast are. I have stayed on the Disney property exactly one time in the last five years. Um, I am not an expert on all of their resorts. I cannot speak with confidence on that. However, the place where the NBA is likely going to stay, Coronado Springs, is a nice property, but it is not a five-star property. Um, and, you know, there is there are five-star properties at Disney World, but they really wanted to get into one hotel. because, And the reason they want to do that is it is safer to protect one building than it is to protect mm-hmm. three. Um, you know, for example, they have a Four Seasons at Disney World. Well, I'm sure that is the NBA teams stay at Four Seasons all over the country. I have been in many Four Seasons, not to stay, but to have meetings and to have player availability. I mean, every team – well, I won't say which cities they stay in, but it is common. Uh, but the Four Seasons in Disney has 400 rooms. Uh, there, there's a there's one four seasons close to an NBA arena that's referred to as the three seasons because it's really not all that nice. But <laughs> yes, I'm aware of it and I've been inside it. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, but I well, suspect... there's a lot of Ritz. There's a lot of Ritz Carlton sprinkled in there, as you know. Yes, Ritz Carlton's four seasons. Um, Mandarin, uh, the Mandarin. Yeah, you know, but that Mandarin. level of in fact. By the way, it's contracted. The NBA players have it in their contract. And the other thing is, I don't know what level of service they're going to get. Um, you know, one of the things that when you talk to the doctors that I talked to, they said you probably shouldn't have daily maid service. And the reason is because yeah. if there's a maid who's sick, now granted the maid would be tested, but, you know, um, a maid is a super spreader. If she's in 10 rooms or he is in 10 rooms, that's potentially 10 people that can get. So, so they may not get daily service. Like they may get towels put outside their room and uh, they may have to make their own beds. Um, and they might. And you know what? They're going to live, Brian. That's right. That's right. That's right. But, but I just think that those details are going to be are going to be what's interesting. Um, also, so can I far- just make yeah. a make a statement? Making your bed is the most overrated thing that people do on a daily basis. You're just going to mess it up again. So save your energy. Go no, on. no, no. Make your bed. Put, no, have, I've, introduce I've, order I've into your life, Mr. McMahon. I got a boarding school. Boarding school sucked, and I'm not making my bed anymore. Well, one of the good things about being at a nice hotel is getting into a beautifully made bed every night, I think. That's a, that's a lovely thing to have. But With a little um, chocolate on the pillow? No, I don't have to have that. I just, you know, it's, it's nice to have a made bed. I think, I, think, I think I'm in the majority there. I would um, say That's yes. why they do it. That's why they do it. Um, so here's uh, – we have a story on uh, – Tim Bontemps and I did a story, uh, an FAQ that's uh, on ESPN.com right now that lists a bunch of details about how these games are going to go. Um, 
So they're going to play eight games, and the NBA is calling these seeding games. They are regular season games, but they are terming these seeding games because they are determining the seeds for a play-in tournament and or the uh, the seeds for the one through seven seeds, uh, of which there's a lot of competition for, by the way. Um, the difference between the number four seed Utah Jazz and the number seven seed Dallas Mavericks is one win. They all have different number of losses, and they're not going to have the same number of games, but there's essentially one difference in the win column. And then in the, in the Eastern Conference, um, there is a lot of fluidity over there, especially right now Philadelphia is in the sixth seed. And if you're the Boston Celtics, you're rooting for Philly, I think, to advance out of the sixth seed. You don't want them in the first round. I wouldn't, at least. So there's a lot to play for in the seedings. But So there's going to be eight games. By the way, playing those eight games in regular season form and that enabling the players to get salary for those games is going to add $300 million to the players' uh, payroll. Um, had... All of the remaining games been canceled. The players collectively would have lost four, uh, $645 million in lost wow. paychecks. Playing these eight games per team, which equals 88 games, being able to put them on local television, getting their paychecks for these games, even though there's no fans, unlocks uh, $300 million in additional salaries. Um, it's the difference between them um, – potentially having their rest of their paychecks this season docked 40% and having it docked around 10%. So you want to know why the players are probably going to ratify it and why it was important to get that? There's your 300 million reasons. Um, at the start, there's going to be three different arenas that they're going to play in. Believe it or not, at the Disney Wide World of Sports Complex, is they have three different venues. One is called The Arena. And it's the biggest of the three, and it's got sort of two decks, and it's, from what I understand, used a lot for cheerleading and dance competitions. Um, um, but they can put a basketball court in there. That is going to be the main arena. Then there is another arena called the HP Fieldhouse, where there will be games, which is um, where they've often played college events. Um, you probably have seen it on television uh, for college tournaments. And then there is a third venue, which is more of a convention space, um, called the Visa Complex or the Visa Center, and they're going to have a few games there as well. There will be times where they're, all three venues are in use at once. Um, there will be as many as seven games, seven regular season games played per day. So in August, um, if you are available at home, you can watch NBA games all day long. I would assume that they're going to start at noon Eastern and go all the way into the night. And you can watch games all day long for the two and a half or three weeks. Um, there's going to be some back-to-backs in there to get it all in. And if there's a play-in tournament required, there's there's going to be back-to-backs in the first round of the playoffs, which means Kawhi Leonard may have to play a back-to-back. Uh, or he does because he doesn't have to. Um, it's an interesting it, decision, that's for sure. It'll, it'll be scheduled. Um, so in the, and in the first round of the playoffs, there's going to be four playoff games a day, which means you're going to have NCAA-style mid-afternoon NBA playoff games. And, you know, the reason is they want to get this in in the fewest days possible. They... Um, 
you know, obviously on the weekends for, you know, those, the, the Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday that the, the first playoffs, you see four games a day each day, uh, Saturday and Sunday for the eight series. And then they play two games, um, going forward. Sometimes some days they play three games and there's the odd NBA TV game. Um, they don't have time to spread the first round out and give two days off between games and stuff. It's going to be packed in there. So there's going to be some days that if you're a basketball junkie, you can watch NBA basketball all day. And after this dearth, uh, I mean, that that's going to potentially be an exciting way to, to uh, look at it. Um, McMahon, um, what do you think of that? What I just laid out there, what's your reaction to that? Yeah. I mean, obviously as a hoops junkie, you know, I, I think that's exciting, but I don't anticipate that the seeding games that are being played on a Wednesday afternoon that the ratings are going to be real good. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Um, disappointed that none of the arenas are called like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. That's the, kind of my main thought there. <laughs> like the arena? Did, the arena. As far uh, as I know, that's what it's called. We couldn't have I, done I a better a branding job than that. Well, I think it's probably considering the other ones are named after HP and Visa. It's probably for sale. Somebody wants to make an offer. Maybe we could call it the Hoop Collective Arena or something. Do we have Ooh, that kind of money? We don't have. We don't have budget for that. Um, T- that. The THC Arena. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Not not at Disney. Not at Disney. Well, if it was um, in California, maybe, but not in Florida. Yeah, here's the thing. It doesn't matter to the NBA. I know everyone's like, "Oh, the ratings are going to be great." The NBA for those regular season games, they are they are checking boxes. I, I know that's say, a, they don't care. They don't care. A, that's I know that's an unfortunate reality, but they are playing the games to fulfill the contracts to, un, to unlock the money. Well, and, and, but they're also uh, playing do, to get the guys some runs in too. You can't just right. Right yes, yeah, and th- and there also is going to be. I don't know if they will be exhibition games that will be on television, but oh, he, let me go over the the dates as well. So. Today, June fourth, it was uh, is today the fourth? Yeah, um, it was approved. Tomorrow, the um, the union representatives for each team. By the way, I got to tell you, I looked up who the union representatives. It, this is a job that um, is a thankless job that nobody wants to be the union rep for each team. I disagree. And, Stop. I disagree. A lot of guys want it and are interested in it. Not based on the roster of the guys who are the. Well, now the, see now you're now you're being a snob. Just because ooh. someone isn't a star doesn't mean that they're not interested in the union. I've been talking to them over the last week. Well, so there I'm are push back on both of these things. You're saying there are okay. some. I agree. There are there are some, but I'll tell you that there are five rookies. In fact, there's a rookie who's a team rep who has yet to log one second of NBA action. Who's that? Dylan Windler. Okay, but he might he might understand his future is elsewhere. Okay, Good that may you, be no. true, but the the point is, it's a job that they shove off on the young guys. Five rookies, and I think there's four rookies and five second year players, or five rookies and four second year players. It's something that they make the young guys do. Granted, Jackie, some of them are interested in it and raise their hands. There's also a bunch of veterans who, yeah, you know, some some Iggy and Chris Paul, those guys. Yes, the, the, well, those are the guys. That Garrett are on Temple. The, those guys are on the executive committee. I'm talking about the, those team rep. The, it's the team rep's job to sort of canvas their team and vote. Anyway, the point is they're going to vote tomorrow, and the expectation is that that will that they will agree to it and pass it. Um, 
So then the players are going to have um, about 25 days between now and the start of training camp, which will be June 30th. Um, there are now 29 facilities open, although eight of them are are you know just going to be for workouts only because there's eight teams not restarting. By the way, the San Antonio Spurs have not opened their facility, and um, last I heard, they did not have a plan to open it. So we'll see what's going to happen with San Antonio. I mean, they are going to compete, so eventually they're going to have to open it, but their facility is still closed. Uh, the only facility in the league is still closed, by the way. Um, so players will have to fly back to their home markets. If they're overseas, will have to come back and quarantine. Um, then they will begin the training camp June 30th. Now, one thing we don't know is whether or not there is going to be able – right now, players can only go individually and work out individually standing 15 feet from the coaches. We don't know if increased testing will happen and the players will be able to actually have three-on-threes or one-on-ones or anything like that. I assume that there's a, that that's going to happen before June 30th, but the protocol has not yet been released. So they will get together on June 30th. So it's, it's four weeks, well, three and a half weeks between now and when they even start training camp. And they will have one week of training camp in their home markets or somewhere else. Like, I don't know what's going to, like right now the border is closed between the United States and Canada. Now the government Homeland security has said athletes can come in, but some of the teams may not be in their home market. Some of the teams may go to another market that is safer. Um, but there will be a week-long training camp, and then the teams will go to Orlando. When they go to Orlando, they're going to have to quarantine. I don't know how long they're going to have to quarantine. Um, right now, the law of the land in Florida passed by the governor is that anybody who's flying to Florida from New York or New Jersey um, – uh, or Connecticut has to quarantine for 14 days. I don't know where that leaves the nets. I don't know if everybody's going to have to quarantine for 14 days, but I'll tell you this, the league built in three and a half more weeks between July 7th when they get there and July 31st when, when everything starts. And so that means they built in quarantine time. So there will be another quarantine where they will have to stay at the hotel basically and make sure that they're healthy before entering the bubble. And I assume that anybody who is going in the bubble, whether it's a scoreboard operator or whether it's a hotel uh, desk clerk or a hotel maid is going to have to quarantine as well because you have to create the bubble. That's what that time will be for. But again, I'm just So let me ask you this. Are the, are the hotel workers staying in the hotel? I don't know if they're staying in the, that same hotel, but it, it defeats the purpose. That. Right. It is my understanding that the hotel workers will be quarantined. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and if they're not, they won't have access to players. Um, and, you know, it, you know, the, the main, the bottom line, Bon Temps and I did this story um, six weeks ago now. We talked to everybody. Like, they thought you were going to need 450 workers to service the league. And if you, and if you didn't, if you could, if you cut down cleaning the rooms every day, if you cut down every single team having its own uh, food, you could cut that down by twenty percent. But it's still going to be three hundred people, and you can't let them go home to their families right. and their friends and be and be, uh, and be exposed, and then have them come back into the bubble. It's, it defeats the purpose of the bubble. It's one of the reasons why this is so hard 
and expensive. Um, so that, so then again, three and a half more weeks of quarantine and training camp. Now, in that three weeks period, they are going to play some games against each other. They may just be scrimmages where there's not, you know, a, a score kept or whatever, or they may be exhibition games that they put on TV. I don't know. I think that's still in the in the planning. And then on July 31st, they will play their first games, um, and every and there will be 88 games played. Um, some days will be as many as seven games from what I'm told. Other days will be fewer and, um, we'll get through that. And, um, there might be a play in tournament if the ninth seed in either conference is within four games of the eighth seed, there will be a play in tournament and the ninth seed will have to beat the eighth seed twice to advance. And the eighth seed will only have to win once to advance. So it could be a, Three-game play-in tournament. It could be a one-game play-in tournament. It could be a no-game play-in tournament if Memphis and, uh, or I shouldn't say that, if the number eight, if the eight seed has a big enough lead, um, then we will move on to the playoffs, and then we'll go four, seven round or four. Excuse me, uh, best of seven series. So that's what it's going to be. I'm going to tell you something. That's a lot of games. It's a lot of games at a short amount of time, and a lot of them are going to be intense games and. It's going to be rigorous. It's going to be rigorous. You are going to have to earn this title. Um, I reject the notion of an asterisk. I think it's going to be hard as hell. Um, but I'm not going to be able to talk people out of it. Um, uh, Jackie, I, I think this is going to be a war of attrition in a lot of ways. Well, in some ways, yes. But the thing is, everybody's coming in so rested. I mean, I I was saying earlier that the, mm-hmm. the Bucks were always my favorite to win the NBA championship because they were so, so good on both ends of the floor, but also because they did such a great job of managing their players. Giannis was only averaging 31 minutes a game. Chris right, Middleton right. was only averaging 30 minutes a game. And I kept thinking, well, this is going to be huge by the time they get to the postseason when everybody's staggering across the finish line. Well, that's it's almost a moot point now. I think because so much time has passed that, you know, did they, did they do the right thing? Yes. The Bucks, I, I feel the worst for the Bucks in a lot of ways for so many reasons. And this yeah, is one they, they lose their home court. They were on their way to yeah. having home court for the whole playoffs. They're going to lose. Well, them. right. And they also were on their way to managing their stars in a way that didn't affect their win loss record. One iota. They didn't, they weren't sitting them out. You know, it just was really brilliantly done. And it's to me now it's a bit of a wash. Now, I agree with you. This is going to be a grueling thing. And whoever can manage this, both the mental and the physical challenges of what's presented before him, in my mind, has every right to beat their chest as a champion. So I also reject the idea that this is an asterisk. It, if anything, it's an asterisk of, of really mental tenacity, in my opinion. So I do think it's going to be a long one. But I also think, too, it's just so many things. I do believe in momentum. I do believe in positive self-talk, which I think a lot of these teams, again, the Lakers, the Bucks, and the Clippers were coming on. There were a lot of teams that were on their way to some really good things here. And I don't, I don't know if that can survive over an 85-day layoff or whatever it's been. I think it's 85, isn't it? 85 days? It's been a long time. It's longer than a normal offseason. Right. Um, so if, you, if so, you advance in the playoffs. So, you know, some teams will benefit because they have guys that were dinged up. Some teams we just just laid out were not, you know, it's a it's a detriment to them. In the end, the fact of the matter is this. If you want to win the NBA championship, you have to be willing and able to beat everybody. 
And so that's why this is the same as any other year. You still have to beat the person in front of you. That's been true since the beginning of time. And in the event that somebody gets uh, the virus, um, they will have a protocol to isolate them. And the idea is that by using the testing every day um, and the other layers of protection, that they will prevent any sort of spread. And and uh, I hope they I hope that's true. See, the, if if a key player gets. And I, again, I'm not going to say someone's name because I don't want to jinx anybody. But, but, but why? Because, I mean, a, a, last year a player tore his Achilles tendon. Was, did, yeah. Does the Raptors have an asterisk? I, I mean, no. 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 I, I mean, that's that's fair. I, I guess you could say injuries are part of I mean, not that I want uh, to compare getting the virus to a sprained ankle. usually aren't. <laughs> well, that's true. But I'm just saying it's not, you know, it's not, I don't think it's lesser than. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm making a joke here, but like, they need to get like LeBron and Giannis like a Pope mobile where they put him in yeah. like a glass case and transport no, them. Because those, uh, those little apparently they might want like one for Zion that. too. And they might want one for Zion too, since they've gone through all this trouble to make sure he's part of this. Well, they went through all this trouble to make sure the players could keep 300 million. But Zion is an ancillary. It's, having Zion is an ancillary benefit, without question. Um, but I, you know what? It's going to you know what'll be interesting to see the schedule of the seeding games because like you know how in the first round there's the NBA TV series, kind of the the yeah you know the, the afterthought series. It's going to be interesting to see the the teams that you know kind of get those afternoon slots a lot. Yeah, that's true. It'll be. I mean, look, the, the Lakers are going to be playing at ten o'clock on yes. a lot of these games, ten o'clock yes. Eastern. Yeah, but, LeBron um, will not be playing at three p.m. on Wednesday. They are going to use the the schedule will be out soon, but they are going to use the the schedule that was existing as a guide. It is not going to be exact, obviously. Um, Can't be right. There's not as many games and teams have been removed. Um, it's going to be a guide, though. So, you know, for example, the Pelicans had two games left with the Kings, one of which was canceled on the, the night of the infamous night, and they have two games left with the Grizzlies. There's a possibility that that will play out. Um, the Clippers had not played the uh, Brooklyn Nets yet. They were going to play. I think the Nets were in L.A. when this went down, um, but the – the Clippers technically have two games left on their schedule with Brooklyn. Now, whether that will happen, I don't. I don't know. They're going to have to fill in some gaps, but they they will use the existing schedule as a guide. Um, and Memphis had the hardest schedule. Um, you know, like for, you could argue that Memphis has is getting the shortest end of the stick here because they had played sixty six games and had a three and a half game lead. Now they have to defend their eighth seed against five teams behind them, whereas the Eastern team, Orlando, only has to defend it against one, which right. is Washington. Um, and John Wall is not going to play. And yeah. they, and then let's say they do hold, they, they fend off those five teams and they keep their lead. If they don't extend their lead, they have to have a play in tournament. So you could argue they almost have to qualify for the eighth seed three different times. Having said that, they did have the hardest schedule going in, and it's a possibility their schedule could be a little easier, we'll see, than what they would have had to have played um, had their season moved on as normal. 
Can I, I just am, uh, the, may I may I just tell you what I'm just looking at the Sixers season because I I thought I read this the other day. The Sixers, when play halted, were supposed to they were supposed to play the Pacers, the Wizards, Toronto, but then they were Charlotte, Atlanta, Minnesota, Chicago, all of them gone. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Also, Charlotte was uh, or uh, Philly was 29 and two at home. Right. Well, yeah, that's court, all gone. Third. Yeah, another Charlotte game too late in the year. So I was just looking at this because I mean they do get to still play Phoenix, but they're you can't. This isn't a perfect system, and and no. we haven't even acknowledged the fact that some teams have already played their brutal West Coast swing, or in the case of West Coast teams, their brutal East Coast swing, and now some other teams aren't going to have to do it that way. They're not going to have to have that rigorous travel. So no matter what you do here. It's impossible to have a completely level playing field. Well, and look, and, and teams te- teams have played different numbers of games. So there's a possibility right. that f- the difference between being the fourth seed and being the sixth seed could be that you got two extra games and, and are ahead on percentage points. I, 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 think, though, just, I think it's as fair as possible given the circumstances right. and trying to have these – you know, seeding games, you know, the regular season games, whatever, actually be meaningful games. And to do that, I do, I think they did have to, uh, you know, they had to have teams that had a chance to, to get in the playoffs that, that weren't in there yet. It couldn't just be about shifting a seed here or she, a seed there. And, you know, the play-in thing, look, are the Grizzlies getting the short end of that stick? Sure. But, you know what? All they've got to do is win one of three if it comes down to it. So it is, it's still tilted in their favor and you know i i got the sense i reached out to uh someone with the grizzlies and i got the sense that you know hey they weren't thrilled with it but they're also you know they're not going to be a squeaky wheel right now and with everything else going on in the league in the world that whining about having to you know potentially uh be in a play-in situation is just not something that the Grizzlies were going to do publicly. So McMenamin wrote a story I think 2 days ago um where apparently some of the higher the higher seeded teams or the top record teams were hoping for perks. None and of that was ever going to happen. No. No. I mean and like and like these aren't these aren't like uh oh we get uh uh the the rooms on the higher floors or closest to the uh, the pool. It was like they wanted an extra foul for one of their players. I mean, they wanted yeah. So you know what? If any of that had happened, I would have wanted the asterisk back because <laughs> right. that, that, that no, was no. about as right. likely as you know. Well, it was kind of laugh. I mean, I appreciate Dave, you know, reporting on what they yeah. were saying. Oh, well, but it someone was, told it was, me. Yeah. People it was asked laughable. For it. Yeah, it was laughable. Yeah, LeBron threes count for four. Give me a break. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Just crap. LeBron. Um, yeah. yeah, Anthony Davis gets seven fouls. Um, <laughs> I will say that the Lakers, um, you know, the Lakers have exceptionalism. It's one of the the, the traits of their franchise. But um, the Lakers do come out losers like the Bucks. Uh, you know, they were in position to have home court, and they would have played the Clippers. Well, I don't know for sure, but in the, in a, in a theoretical uh, Western Finals the Lakers would have had the opportunity to not have to travel and their quote road games would have been in home their games. home arena, you know, and which has never been, happened before. And they would have been home games because yeah. we all so know that. So, so the Clippers sort of opt out of that. Right. Um, now the higher seed will have, I suppose some perks like um, I suppose they could pick the uniforms. Um, Extra hand uh, sanitizer. <laughs> um. um you know, like because everybody's using universal practice facilities, I guess maybe you could say the higher seed can 
get their choice of practice times, um, stuff like that. Like I, I suppose you could find little nods here or there, but they are not getting an extra timeout or they're not getting an extra oh, possession. Of course not. Of course not. Ridiculous. Um, not going to happen. Ryan. But it was but it was funny. Yes, Andrew. Can I just ask, are, are you guys excited for the way that, like, there's obviously still a lot of stuff still to figure out, but that there's a potential for a playing tournament, that they're going to be having, like, wall-to-wall games for several days at a time and, you know, upwards of seven games per day. Like, is that prospect exciting that it's going to be a little bit of a different format? You know, when I've been watching, you know, to sustain ourselves, ESPN's been showing a lot of old games. And uh, if you watch the jump, there's a bunch of throwbacks on this date. And we've increased them. We've said, on this date, these four things happened, and they were all classic playoff games. There's going to be a high level of competition. And we're going to be watching games where guys are going to be doing spectacular stuff. And it's going to feel a little different for a while because they're going to be doing it in an empty gym. But we're still going to see tremendous things. And I promise you, ESPN and TNT, they're going to put on a good television product. It's going to look a little different, but they're going to put on a good television product. And they're going to still play the music. And Charles and those guys are still going to be on the pregame show. And, you know, you know, we're still going to have Mike Breen saying bang when a guy hits a big shot. The juices are going to flow again for those big games. Uh, and it's, it's not, it may not feel that way on July 31st, but it's going to feel that way at some point in September or whatever. And I'm going to be just as engrossed. And I'm not going to be in the arena like I have been for most of the last 10 or 15 years, but I'm still going to be totally into it. And that's what I'm looking forward to. The games count. That's good enough for me. Let's let's get going. The games count again. Oh, well, we good. haven't had live sports for months. Like we can't be too picky here. Yeah, it'll be great. It just will be different. That's all. It'll be great. It won't be perfect. It'll be good. Yeah, and it's gonna, and it will take a while for everybody to figure out the best way to present these games. Um, Crowd, you know, fake crowd noise, you know, yeah. music during the games. I, I, I would I think much rather have guys mic'd up, even if they're half, even if the games have to be on some sort of like thirty second delay or whatever. I would much rather have an insight into these games that you can't get normally, unless you're, you know, sitting there courtside. Well, I do think. Um, there could be some experimentation, but more likely in the seeding games as opposed to the real playoff games because it's, it's going to matter. But um, the NHL is going to start about a month ahead of the NBA. The NHL will have some troubleshooting, and I'll bet even though the sports mm-hmm. are very different, I'll bet the I'll bet the NBA will be taking notes um, uh, on how that's presented. But um, all right, well, uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about by next week. We will know more. And we're going to start ramping up here. And um, it's going to be, you know, more stuff to get into. So um, thanks for listening to the Hoop Collective podcast. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Troy. Back in Connecticut. Appreciate listening. Have a great weekend.